Hey guys, you're listening to Wags and Whiskers. I'm your host, June, here with my very fluffy co-host, Oliver. Join us for another episode of Wags and Whiskers. Good morning, Wags and Whiskers tribe. I'm your host, June, here with Oliver, and I hope you are having a good Monday morning and that your weekend... This weekend, this past weekend being 4th of July weekend, that you had a good one and a safe one. I know that there's a lot of accidents that always happen on 4th of July with fireworks and, well, obviously car accidents too. So I hope that this one went really well for everybody. It went good for us. We kind of celebrated like the way that our town works is different places do the fireworks different days so it's kind of like a weekend of fireworks you can see them at one place and then the next day see them at another place so it went really good and I'm actually off today um state holidays and I didn't have to go to work hey how you doing that is one of my rescue kitties, Zella. If you hear her, she wants some attention, which she usually doesn't, so this is a good thing. Yeah, baby. So, today I wanted to talk about Jake, so we are going to get started. Jake was born in 1995. He was a black Labrador retriever, probably a little bit of a mix, maybe not. He was in Utah. And he was found on the street and was taken to a shelter. And when they took him to the shelter, that they realized that there was something wrong with his leg and he actually had a dislocated hip. They thought that basically Jake would have big black dog syndrome. I had no clue what that was, but when I actually looked it up, basically... Big black dog syndrome is basically they're saying that black dogs have a harder time in getting adopted statistically. So they actually call it, quote, big dog syndrome. And obviously Jake was a lab and he was obviously black. So they thought it was he was going to have a harder time to get adopted. So they actually took Jake and I couldn't find exactly what what shelter slash humane society actually rescued him, but I did find out that he was actually at a PetSmart event, an adoption event in March of 1996 when he was about 10, 10 months old. And Mary Flood actually saw Jake and she knew the problems that he had you know, with his hip and, and his leg, but she just loved Jake, so she got Jake, she brings him home, and she doesn't know if it's going to actually work or not, because of the fact that he did have all, you know, these problems, but her husband actually was like, Jake is staying here, um, they knew of the cost that it was going to, it was going to be pretty costly to fix Jake and to have his surgeries that he would need to have, but it was just determined that Jake was going to stay in Mary's home. So Jake, she did adopt Jake, and Jake had his surgeries, and, you know, basically, sorry, that was Oliver, um, basically was 
trying to recover from the surgeries, and it took about eight months for Jake to recover from his surgeries he had to have. What I didn't tell you is Mary actually worked for FEMA, and she worked with rescue dogs. And she actually already had a German Shepherd rescue dog named Lodi, I think is how you say it. And she never really thought that Jake would become a rescue dog, but she ends up training Jake after Lodi um, passes away. And she starts the training with Jake. And he actually becomes a certified rescue dog. And at the time, there was like fewer than 200 of these dogs um, trained. And they basically responded to these rescue dogs with FEMA. They respond to natural disasters or I say disasters, I should say disasters in general, like they'll respond to like hurricanes, um, terrorism attacks, avalanches, equa uh, e earthquakes, why was I saying equator, earthquakes, and basically what they'll do is they'll search for obviously the missing. So Jake gets all his training done and he is part of Utah's Task Force One with FEMA and he becomes a search and rescue dog. The biggest thing that Jake is actually remembered for is he responded to the World Trade Center site once um, that incident occurred and he stayed there for actually 17 days searching for people among the, the hazard site, I guess you could say, Ground Zero. And he did that 17 days. And I, I can't imagine just if you weren't born or you don't remember when the World Trade Center were attacked. It's um, on September 11th. It was, it was a horrid sight. And I remember it well. I was actually leaving college going into work at the time. And... Um, Everybody couldn't figure out what was going on, and I don't know. It was just, it was just a bad incident, and I can remember my teacher coming in, and we were watching it on TV, and he turned it off and said, "There's nothing to see here. It was just a, a plane, you know. We're gonna get back to. I think I was in like a biohazard class, like something that wasn't really important, but, and I've never used since then. But that's college, and um. You know, when I went into work, obviously, we I learned more, but at the time when my class was, all they knew is that one plane had hit. Obviously, when I got to work after my class, um, they were watching it, and they, um, they said a second plane had hit, and just the whole day was crazy. But anyway, Jake. Jake went out there. He stayed out there for 17 days, and... As we know now from the attacks, there was several, there's been several medical deaths because of all the debris, the debris in the air, everything that they were inhaling while people were out there searching for others. And Jake was exposed, obviously, to all of that stuff. But after, you know, it took years, obviously, to get through Ground Zero, but Following the events of September 11th, uh, you know, Jake was one of the dogs that the city of New York um, said was a hero. 
and he was honored as a hero for doing what he did there. Jake also responded to Hurricane Katrina in 2005, that year that we had so many, <laughs> we had so many hurricanes that year, and I think Louisiana got hit so bad that year, but Katrina, he actually responded out there with the Utah Task Force. They actually drove, um, I read, 30 hours to get there to help out with the incident. Jake, at, Jake and, and Mary actually didn't go to Louisiana. They were actually in Mississippi. So um, that's where they helped, you know, look for, obviously, victims um, of the hurricane fall. And he also um, was deployed for the aftermath of Hurricane Rita, if you guys remember Hurricane Rita as well. And I guess I, like, totally didn't mention, like, I say he responded and he was a rescue dog, but for those who don't know, and I'm sure most of you guys know because you're, you're pet people, but rescue dogs are trained to search for bodies. There's no other way to go around it. And basically what they're, they're trained to do is search for survivors. And they're, they're trained to search for people that are in the disaster. I'll call it disaster, whatever that disaster is. And they're, and they're trained to search for them. So if you don't know, that's exactly what they're trained to do. Mary would say that Jake was easy to do the job. He loved doing the job and he excelled doing the job. So Jake was actually um, used to help train other rescue dogs to do the work. And um, Jake was also used as a therapy dog in like nursing homes and camps for um, burn victims. And that was a big part of what he did as well. Um, Jake actually served as a rescue dog from 1997 until he retired in 2006. And the reason why he was retired in 2006 is because um, it was found that Jake had cancer. On June, uh, excuse me, July 25th, 2007, Jake actually died of cancer. Um, he actually had a bloodborne cancer, and I cannot say the actual name of it is man geez I'm not even gonna try so he was actually euthanized on July 25th 2007 after Mary found him in the yard he was shaking and he had a really high fever over a hundred degrees and I heard different different degrees so I'm not gonna even go into that but it's said that Mary actually took him for his last walk in Utah, in Oakley, Utah, before he was euthanized, and Jake passed away at the age of 12. They are really unsure. Um, there's different different things that they say. They're saying that it could have been caused, Jake's cancer could have been caused from the long-term effects of the rescuers of September 11th, both it, what they were exposed to over there September 11th actually harmed humans and animals. It wasn't just the humans having the problems. But they really don't know. Mary decided to actually donate Jake's body to the University of Pennsylvania School of Veterinary Medicine. And basically they are 
the University of Pennsylvania is conducting a study of the health of the September 11th rescue dogs. So she donated it there to try to find out more about the you know the illnesses that were caused from September 11th. Jake actually didn't have any um, special awards. He wasn't a movie movie star, he, you know, but I like Jake's story because of the fact that he was a working dog and we don't realize how hard and how much drive these working dogs actually have. We think, okay, well, we train them to do what they want to do, but the dogs actually have to have a drive to want to do it. In 2003, he was a finalist in the international competition um, Pause to Recognize. So he was a finalist in there, and then on um, Flo, or Flo, Mary um, accepted the Shining World Hero Award on Jake's behalf, which is a top award given internationally. But that's it. That's that's all Jake was recognized for and I think that we need to remember for any working dog whether they work for FEMA or a police department that they do a job that is absolutely amazing and these dogs it's just amazing to me what all that they can do and the drive that they have it's like they were born to do what they're supposed to do um it's just amazing to me. Mary, Jake's owner, from what I was reading, she is still doing her thing. She has another dog, but she keeps the memory of Jake alive, they say. And, yeah, she's still she's still going. She's still doing her thing. And, you know, Jake just had a special place in her heart the first day she saw him in PetSmart. My thoughts for the week. I think about... I thought about Jake, and I thought about Mary, and it's just simple this week. Remember this week that it only takes one person to see you in a different light. It only takes one person to realize that you're something special. I think about Jake and how his life changed. His life could have gone a totally different way than it did but Mary was that one person. She saw something in Jake. Maybe she didn't see him like, oh, I'm going to change, you know, he's going to become this this rescue dog that is going to do all these great things. No, she didn't think that. Mary saw him and had an instant connection. There was something about him. And I think that goes for all of us in life, that there is someone out there that you're going to have a connection with with your job or someone's going to say you know there's something special about that person so keep pushing until you get to the places that you want to go keep pushing until that person that boss that significant other if you're looking for a significant other says you know what there's something really special about this person let me take more time with them because Jake's life could have been totally different if it wasn't for Mary so think about that this week if you're having a bad week or if you're if you do have a bad week it's only Monday so I hope that you're not already having a bad week but I do know some people get up and they're like I don't want to do this for another week but that's where you need to work on the changes in your life and do for you.
but that's a whole nother story. So those are my thoughts for that this week. That is the story of Jake. I hope you guys have a good week. I hope you have a great weekend. Be safe. And as always, be great and dream big. Oh, 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 oh,